Christianity is not in the ethereal. It's not in the surreal somewhere. Some type of, of area that's this metaphysical. Christianity is in the daily trenches where, yeah, I really want to tell that guy off right now. I'd like to give him a piece of my mind, but I won't. <laughs> Yeah. Because I'm a Christian. I'm not going to flip that guy off because I'm a Christian because I want to do the right thing. I'm exactly not going right. to rip you off or tell you a lie because I'm a Christian. That's daily trenched reality, Absolutely. man. That's self-control. That's righteousness. That's understanding. I'm going to stand before God someday. And that is yeah. literally affecting the way I behave myself and the way I conduct my business, the way that I treat others and, and having really a true heart for others. I think it's super important. Yep. Turn to the Lord. doesn't matter what previous people were doing doesn't matter what the culture around you is telling you to do. You hear the word of the Lord and you commit. You know what? As for me and my house, I'm going to follow that word no matter right. what. Right. That's revival. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube. Type in Eagleville Bible Church, you will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn. Along with me is Mark Hostetler, both fortunate pastors of Eagleville Bible Church. So Yeah, we are. You know? It is a great a great thing you know, to be a part of this church and to see it growing lately. I mean, to see right. new people come in, life, you know, uh, you know it it's, feels like spring. Yeah, you know, life, new energy in the air, right. and 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 it's just awesome. You know, it feels like we're crossing a threshold and moving forward. You know, it's just good feeling. Yeah, yeah. I was praying last week actually uh, before any of the services started that I would see people I had not seen in a long time, and I did. Mm -hmm. And that that trend is going to continue. But what we're also seeing is those spaces are being taken by people eager to come to church That's that right. we have not met before that we don't know, and so we're excited about that we as well. Excited. So it's yeah. great. Yeah, no, it's a good thing. It's a I've, you know, I've enjoyed life and I love life and it's, yeah. it's all good. I mean, the, There's a lot the, of things. The kind of mission, the mantra of our, of our church is to help people experience a great life in Christ. Christ. Right. And so the reason we're excited about that is not just necessarily to fill the seats in our church. It's because we know that there's going to be people in our church that are going to get access to great information that's going to help them experience a great life in Christ. Right. That's why we're excited about right. it. You know, it's not necessarily because there's people here for our sake. Right. No, we're, we get to serve you. That's exciting. You know? Well, there's one word I, I hear about a lot, and you really wonder if we would experience or have experienced one in America. But all, you know, I would hear all oh, things are going better spiritually now than ever. I don't think so. I don't think that's true. Uh, when it comes to revival, Oh, you know, we'll say we need a revival. I've heard people say revival needs to start with me. There's also revival as far as, hey, the house style in Ashtabula County is mm -hmm. Greek revival, or there's Egyptian revival, or there's, you know, there's different like architectural styles mm -hmm. that are revival. And what that means is they're coming back. Right to a style right. that was prior. And that's kind of why they call it like Greek revival would mean they were building homes to kind of resemble Greek temples. So it was a style that was established in Greece mm -hmm. and they're reviving it. So if you look at it from that perspective, sometimes we need a Jesus revival. Yes. We need to to All resemble, <laughs> right? We need to right. resemble and come back to that point where we're resembling Jesus and mm -hmm. we're actually 
I, I have a revival. Like I'm coming and starting to build my life, whether it's more his love, his patience, his compassion, whatever it is. But I was, but as I was thinking about revival, I went back to a time in the period of the judges where Samuel's leading the people, right? And he's the last of the judges, and the people were turning back to God, and that's what it is for Samuel seven. And Samuel said to all the Israelites, "If you are turning to the Lord with all your hearts." Then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the Ashtoreths, which was an idol, by the way, mm-hmm. and commit yourselves to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their bills and Ashtoreths and serve the Lord only. And to me, that would be a sign of revival. Their lives were changing. Yeah. Well, how could you have a revival if your life doesn't change, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because there's, okay, so um, revival is bringing back to life, right? I mean, coming back to life or being made whole again or something like that. The scriptures say that sin is, the wages of sin is death. Right. When there's sin in our life, there's some sort of death happening in our life too. It's just the way it is. I mean, we are being Branches separated. are getting dead, let's say. We, if you're like a tree, some of the branches are dying. That's right. Okay. Um revival is when there's life brought back you confess that sin you move away from it now there's life given to that branch that was you say was dead right okay so now we're operating in more full life right Right. so these people because they're making the commitment to serve the lord and to commit all their ways to him they're going to experience a whole new way of life as a result of that more of god you know what I'm saying? Right. More opportunities for God to work in you because you are surrendering to his ways. That's true revival. And I think, too, they were these people were oppressed by the Philistines, and I believe it was. Yeah. And, yeah, because it says, I will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what was happening was because they did bad, stupid things, <laughs> they had bad results. That's right. And when they had bad results, they realized that they were in a mess. And so they would turn back to God. And so then Samuel, the prophet, would say, okay, if you're returning to the Lord with all your heart, so that's what revival is. You've kind of gotten away from God. You've kind of gotten, you know, cold, yeah. right? A little bit, was, maybe your heart's a little bit dead to what God's got, say, what he wants to say to you. He said, okay, well, then what you have to do is you have to get rid of the things that took you away from God. And some of those sins that were kind of, you got maybe more into the world. And yes. he's saying, hey, you know, you got to back off of those kind of things. So, that to me is what repentance is. It's just saying this needs to go. Like I, I just need to make some changes in my life. And it could be the way you treat your spouse. It could be an anger issue. It could be yep. pornography. It could be yep. uh, lust. It could be, I mean, greed. It could just be, you've been all about yourself. You've just been selfish. You've been living for your own comfort and you want to repent of that. But there's got to be something there that you see or seeing that God's pointed out to you. Like, man, I need to, it could be time. You're just not giving up time to read the Bible or even pray and just say, Lord, you know, I, have just kind of gotten away from you. I haven't been praying. I haven't been reading my Bible. I haven't been coming to church. And that to me would be, you know, he's speaking to you and you start realizing I need to get back. I need, there was a place I was at, or maybe I was never at, but I need to get there. I need to get to this other place in my life. Yeah. And that's a good thing. I think we too many times we look at that and we view that as a bad thing because because whenever we say what we're doing wrong or whatever we keep on this guilt or we heap on, we carry on this this kind of wrong false guilt you know no it's a good thing to acknowledge where you're going wrong to turn and to come back to what the yeah. right way is you know those are great great things well sure do. because you're going to be a better human being anyway yeah, yeah. so it's not is listen this is not just always about 
something churchy or Mm-mm. irrelevant or something that no one can wrap their minds around. A lot of times when we're talking about things where God's getting hold of your life because he does want you to have the best life possible, yeah. it's stuff where you were being a pain in the neck anyway. That's right. And it was things right. that just were you know, not going well in your life. It's not like you come back to God because you want a revival because everything was going perfectly well. You're starting to realize I'm missing something here. Well, Bill, I mean, right? in our in our times of counseling, you know, when we're doing marriage counseling, how many times have you just looked at the couple and just said, listen, all it's going to take is just a subtle change. I mean, oh, yeah, all you got to do is just one, two things differently this way. And man, you guys will be happy again. Right. Don't give up. Don't get, right. you know, and it's the same kind of thing where you just, you just have to acknowledge, man, I just haven't been reading every day. You know, right. I haven't been reading the word every day. I haven't right. actually been desiring to be close to you lately, God. Right. And you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to reorganize my, right. my calendar. That's revival. That's a work of revival. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're committing yourself back to the Lord. And when Whenever you bring up revival, you brought this up. I, I always think of Josiah, the king in, in the Old Testament, in 2 Kings 23. Here's what he did. He said, it says Josiah, which by the way, he was eight years old when he became king of Israel. I mean, that's incredible to me. <laughs> right. You know, but they found, they discovered the law of the Lord. Right. And he was like, what is this? You know, Israel has this history of being up and down and up and down. He's like, what is this? He sees the word of the Lord. And he completely turns, he's the king now, he completely turns this nation around. It says he eradicated the mediums, the spiritists, the household images, uh, all the abhorrent things uh, that were seen in the land of Judah and Jerusalem. He did this in order to carry out the words of the law that were written in the book that the priest Hilkiah found in the Lord's temple. Before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his strength, according to the law of Moses. That's revival. Turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Doesn't matter what previous people were doing. Doesn't matter what the culture around you is telling you to do. You hear the word of the Lord and you commit. You know what? As for me and my house, I'm going to follow that word no matter right, what. Right. That's revival. That's what it looks like. And I think, too, it, for them, when you look at them, and it, it's just a word for us, you know, foreign gods, asterisks, and bales, things like we don't really relate to and we don't really have. So we wouldn't, like an American, we seriously would never have like an idol on the shelf. We wouldn't go in the backyard and build a shrine to a false god that we're praying to. They did. Yeah. However, we still put things before God and sometimes money becomes more important than that becomes the idol or sex becomes the idol or some other person becomes the idol. And we think way more about pleasing them than we do God. We're way more concerned yeah. about their opinion than we are what God's mm-hmm. opinion is. And so sometimes a revival, if you look at exactly what they're going through and sometimes when you get away from God, it does lead to other issues because he's trying to get you back. I mean, he, you know, God, God's trying That's to get it. you back to, you know, walking with him. So mm-hmm. there is repentance. And, I, and so it says in a, uh, Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And that's what you want to see. If, I, if I'm looking for revival, that's what I would think. People are just hungering and thirsting for God. They're hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Yeah. I think of David or the psalmist, and he says, you know, one day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Um, Lord, my soul hungers and thirsts for yeah. you. Those are the kind of things where we would be seeing revival. And there'd be people praying because also what they said, so there was repentance in this big revival in 1 Samuel 7. And here's another thing. People were praying. 
And uh, Samuel says, assemble Israel at Mitzpah, and I will intercede to the Lord for you. And when they had assembled at Mitzpah, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. On that day, they fasted, and there they confessed. Mm. We have sinned against the Lord. Yeah. Now Samuel was serving as leader of Israel at Mitzpah. So here they, they come, and they assemble before God, and Samuel says, I'm going to intercede for you. I'm going to pray. And he's going to continue praying throughout this whole battle and the things that are going to go on. And they're, they're fasting, they're confessing. Lord, I know I've sinned. And so that's part of repentance is just being willing to acknowledge the things that I've done wrong. You're really not going to change anything in life if you don't see what you're doing wrong and that's, what needs to be changed. It's true. Whatever that. And some, yeah. of the, some of those sins are sins of omission. Some are sins of commission. In other words, some of the good things I didn't do. That's one problem. Some of the things I shouldn't have done, I did do. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that God's calling you to, it's just saying, Lord, you know, I really blew it, and I admit that I blew it. It's that humility that I blew it, yeah. and I'm going to do something for you. Absolutely. Psalm 32 comes to mind. You know, I have acknowledged my sin before you, Lord. You know, the, the psalmist right there is just saying, I, I'm acknowledging I'm a sinful person. You know, and I think that's a work of revival. Absolutely. That's the beginning part of revival is that deep conviction you have in your heart. Right. Over, man, I got to change. Something's right. got to happen. You know, I'm hurting me. I'm hurting the people around me. I'm not living for God. I got to change. You know, there's a believer's revival. There's an unbeliever's revival. There's right. a person where they just all of a sudden they get it and they're like, wow, um, I don't know Jesus. Right. And I want to know Jesus. Right. You know, they come to life. Right. You know, and then there's a believer's revival where, you know, you you know the truth, and you just stop living it. You know, yeah. that's my experience. It's almost you know? like a rededication at that yeah, point. Yeah, you know, seven, we that's what we happened throw to that me. term out there. Hey, you need to dedicate yourself or rededicate yourself. Yeah. And sometimes that that's where it needs to be. But one thing that's interesting to me, too, is they assembled all Israel. Like, it wasn't oh, yeah. like the, the yeah. people and what they did affected the country. And sometimes we got to realize, you know, maybe the things I'm doing are affecting a, a far greater number mm -hmm. of people than just me. You know, typically if I'm doing things I shouldn't do, then that's going to affect my, you know, husbands and wives, yeah. right? Yeah. If I, I so, mean, so my family, so as a husband is going to affect my whole family, what I do, uh, what I do is going to affect my church family. And so I got to realize I'm never an island. And because sometimes I've heard people say, well, it doesn't really matter what you do because it only affects you and you're only hurting yourself. This you can't think of something that only hurts one other person. Yeah. Everything you do, every wrong you do is going to affect somebody else. So I, I appreciate the joint responsibility that they all assembled and they all came before God. They mm -hmm. all saw God. I think it's pretty awesome. Absolutely. I mean, so there's, like I just said, you know, the different variations of revival, you know, if you think about a street, I live on a street that has a dead end, you know, and I could, my home could be revived. My next door neighbor is completely dead, you know, because they don't know Jesus and they don't, you know, and the next door neighbor, they're dead. They don't know Jesus, but the next door neighbor to that, they go to church, they're on fire for the Lord, right. they're revived. What I think of it, what I want to see in revival when I pray for it, is that all? The, every house on my street is following after right. Jesus. They make commitments. They they see it. Um, we've we've heard stories of this in Wales. You know where where whole communities, uh, the police officers actually went out of business. Right. They didn't have crime. Right. <laughs> I mean the the donkeys didn't know how to do their work right. because they were used to swear words all the time. You know, I'm seeing big community spread following after Jesus Christ stuff. That's right. what my heart's seeking and, for when it's revival. And, and the person and, and typically it does come down to, you know, each individual making a, a decision to do That's that. Right. But the person listening 
like we we can always think of and i appreciated the one young man praying uh before we came went into services the other sunday and he goes lord we need a revival let it start with me asked you and yeah. you know jeremiah calvin lamphere who led a great revival back in the 1800s he would pray every day lord what do you want me to do how do you want me to do it lord what do you want me to do how do you want me to do it and it started with him and it started with god working in his life you as an individual the person listening here you guys are who are watching this is not this is about you. You you can't yeah. worry and think, you know, that president of ours, that Congress of ours, right. uh, my neighbors and everyone else, they really need something to happen. That, that's fine. You pray for them, and that's great. But what about you? That's right. And that's what it really comes down to. Every individual here is seeking God. Like, every individual is coming. So I can't worry about what everyone else is doing. I got to worry about my own life, and I pray for others, I'm, I, for sure. But I got to think about me and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yes. Where do I need to That's change? Such a Where do point. I need to do better? Yeah. And I, I love our 40 days of seeking God. And we're coming close when this airs. You know, you'll be a little over halfway. Halfway, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, going through it. And I do appreciate it. You know, I appreciate the devotionals. I appreciate Friday's a fast day. I appreciate, yeah. you know, all these things that we're doing to draw us, to make us put our minds more on God. Yeah, because it depends right? on each individual person that's involved in that plan to do the plan, to seek the Lord every day, to pray, to, right. to join us with those fast opportunities, those fasting opportunities. You know, you just read there in First Samuel, that's a pattern we see uh, set up by the people of God throughout the Bible is when there was a heavy thing and they needed an intervention from the Lord, like today, <laughs> right. we need God's intervention. There was times established for fasting, for setting us, you know, last episode we did was talking about denying ourselves. Right. You know, that's part of it. Right. Is choosing to say, hey, God, you know what? You're more important to right. me than, than well, whatever. Sometimes repent. They were repent sackcloth and ashes. We still throw that phrase around every once in a while. Yeah. You need to repent sackcloth mm -hmm. and ashes. And it's, well, I mean, it's just showing contrition because God loves the brokenhearted. He mm -hmm. He's close to those who are contrite mm -hmm. in their spirit, yeah. which means they're kind of broken and, and, and coming across that. And these people had come to a point of brokenness, you know, before God where they could admit their flaws. But the one thing that I don't want to have as a pastor and... I don't want to see a bunch of people coming to church and unchanged. I don't want to see no. a bunch of people coming to church, putting the name of Christ on their lips. They don't really follow the Bible. They don't believe the Bible. They don't read the Bible. Yeah. They're just they're just like anyone else. And no. the only difference between them and, and the person who doesn't go to church is they went to church. But when it comes to their morals, they're the same, their language, the same, the music they listen to, the same, the everything about them. The, the, every every choice about them, they look just like the rest of the world. Absolutely. Where, yeah, and I mean, yeah, you dress in style and stuff. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about the moral part That's of it. That's right. Like morally, I should be different. You know, I, I don't want to be. And so I'm concerned with people who come who are, let's say, addicts. Now, we, we have a great ministry at our church, Celebrate Recovery. There's all kinds of people coming who are experiencing recovery. They're celebrating recovery. Mm -hmm. uh, we could say revival. They're celebrating these things. Their, their lives are really changing, man. I mean, they're they're really coming around. That's what you would expect to see in Christianity. Paul said this when he was speaking about his own testimony. He was in jail, and he's speaking before kings, and he said he talked to them about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. That's what he was talking about. This is what revival looks like. It looks like it looks like you're you're righteous. You've got self-control. You understand you're going to stand before God someday. These are the kind of things where you want to have that. I want to see people doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. I want them to have the self-control to say no to drugs. Yeah. That's reality. Christianity is not in the ethereal. It's not in the surreal somewhere. Right. Some type of, of area that's this metaphysical. 
Christianity is in the daily trenches where, yeah, I really want to tell that guy off right now. I'd like to give him a piece of my mind, but I won't because I'm a Christian. I'm not going to flip that guy off because I'm a Christian because I want to do the right thing. I'm not going to rip you off or tell you a lie because I'm a Christian. That's daily trenched reality, man. That's self-control. That's righteousness. That's understanding. I'm going to stand before God someday. And that is literally affecting the way I behave myself and the way I conduct my business, the way that I treat others and, and having really a true heart for others, I think is super important. Yep. Yep. Because, um, uh, John the Baptist, he said, go therefore and bear fruits worthy of your repentance, repentance yep. you know, and that's exactly what you're talking about. You're right. all of a sudden you're going to realize, Hey, you know what? I, I used to like tell people off, like you said, right. I used to tell people off all the time. Now I'm not doing that anymore. Right. Why? Because that's a fruit of your repentance. Right. You decided, Hey, I'm going to follow God in his ways. Here's a, a work of revival in, in, uh, uh, Luke recorded in acts. He said, many of the believers who came in, in Ephesus, many of the believers came confessing and disclosing their practices, while many of those who were practicing magic collected their books and burned them in front of everyone. So they calculated the value and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. In this way, the Lord spread and prevailed throughout the land. Yeah, because they he, got rid of, that was their, that was their, that was their hang really. up. That was right. their hang up. That was the one, that's the sin that they were right. do, battling. The fruit of their repentance was they were willing to take all of that, right. 50,000 pieces of silver and burn it. It'd be for like the glory alcohol- of God. Yeah, it'd be like an alcoholic uh, dumping all their That's alcohol it. down the drain. You know, I was <clears throat> working with this young man. He, he, I was talking to him about some things, and and he had some some issues he had to work through. He he called me the next day. He said, "Mark, listen, I want you to know, I just got done burning everything that I did under the right. influence of writing and artistry right. and all that stuff. Everything I did, I just got done getting rid of. I burned it, man. Right. I'm like." Dude, that is revival. Right. That's what that looks like. Yeah, because man. you're realizing that there's an attachment to the past bad ways. But I'll leave you with a story. There's a man I knew. He came to Christ, and his life really did change. Sometimes people they're slow about it, you know, and it, it takes a while for God to get certain things worked out. And everyone's different. This guy, man, he just stopped. He quit smoking. He quit drinking. He quit cursing. He quit, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I know our church doesn't have a anti-smoking or an anti-drinking stand i'm just saying that's what he did so he changed so much that his family asked him is there something wrong with you is there something wrong with you because they actually thought he was sick or unhealthy because he had changed so much and he's like no he just came to christ and so to see the the revolution in this man's life and he he got involved in church he served he helped out you know, to see the the change and, and true revival in his life is really remarkable. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that we want to see. And hopefully this is giving you some food for thought to repent and to pray and to show fruit yeah. in regard to repentance, have a true fear of God. Be thinking about these kind of things in your life. You know, where am I at with the Lord? Have I strayed away? Do I need to come back closer? You guys all have a great and a blessed week.